Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 273 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, I'm so excited to be connecting with you in your earbuds today. And by the way, we have a lot of new folks in the community. So a huge welcome to you. If you're new to the show, I'm so glad you're here. I hope you subscribe or I think now you have to follow on Apple Podcasts, whatever you have to do. I hope you stay tuned because there's lots of great episodes that I've got planned for you for the rest of the year. And I also encourage you to take a dip back into the archives. You can scroll back and just listen to any of the episodes with titles that resonate for you. You can also go to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And there I have a list of episodes that are great to start with if you're new to me. Also, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of that page, there's a little search bar. And you can just type in your question or a couple keywords and any episode that relates to those keywords will populate so you can build your own little mini playlist. You can also sign up to be coached by me for free on the show. Uh, so if you are interested in doing that, then again, pranicagrant.com forward slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and there is a little link to do so. You'll fill out a quick form. And then if I have availability, you'll be forwarded to the link to schedule your call. And if I am not currently recording new episodes, then you'll be added to the wait list. And I will personally email you when I will be recording new podcast episodes. And all of that fun is over at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And also I have a couple spots open to work with me privately. So if you have been thinking you really want to get your love life back on track, or you're feeling really stuck in your love life, and you're not really sure what to do, or you're doing all the dating things, but have nothing to show for it. And you kind of have this feeling that you know that there is some deeper work, some inner work that needs to be done, because that's what's really holding you back, then I would love to support you. So the work I do with clients is deep. It's all about deep work, deep love. I do not think that your flirting game, your profile, texting, any of that stuff, none of that is going to make it or break it for you. That'll make you potentially a really great dater, but you are not dating just for the sake of dating. You are dating for love. And when you are dating for love, dating is not a numbers game. It is not any kind of game. In fact, I believe you are dating from a different space when you are truly in it for deep love. And I think when you can get to that place, dating feels a lot less messy. It feels a lot more clear. 
uh, you know exactly what to do and exactly what not to do. You attract better fitting people and you just end up in the wrong relationships a lot less. So I would love to support you in that if you are looking for some support, some coaching, some accountability, some tough love, all of that kind of good stuff from me. So to learn more and to schedule a call to see if it's the next right step for you, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And that link will also be in the show notes. And again, it's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. All right. I'm super excited about today's episode. I've got my client Lynn on the show and she's actually in the love incubator. And I just want to be really clear. So probably about a third of the women who come onto the show are clients because I do offer clients uh, first dibs at these spots. I have two coaching episodes a month. There are 12 months in the year. So that means there are 24 spots to be coached by me on the podcast. And so I give those spots to my clients first and they end up taking, I don't know, somewhere between a third and two, a half of them. And then everyone else comes from the community. And so the coaching episodes from when I know someone, you know, from our experience working together versus when I don't know them at all, are just really different, right? Because obviously, when I know someone, I know a lot more of what's playing into it, we can often go a little bit deeper, because I know some of the other patterns and just some of the other tendencies from the client versus someone that I don't know, I'm really just learning about the person right along with you as you're listening in. So this is a client, uh, she's in the love incubator. And so I know her pretty well. And I know some of her patterns and her history. And while I'm not like, you know, going to share anything about that, you know, to protect her privacy, I just want you to know that going in. And I think it can give you also a better sense of, you know, what a coaching session would look like once I already know you and I'm not just, you know, doing the initial excavation, so to speak. So today's episode is all about trusting yourself and how to get beyond the noise beyond the pro con list beyond the should I, shouldn't I, and really getting clear on not only what your intuition is saying, but also following through. So a lot of people will say, oh, I trust my intuition. I know exactly what it's saying. I'm very intuitive. And I'm like, cool. So do you follow through? Do you do it? And that's a whole different ballgame. So we're going to get into all of that in today's episode. And I'm going to give you some exercises as well that will help you to clear out some of the just the noise and the drama and the stories that sometimes can cloud um, what our intuition is saying. Um, I don't think that we have to go find our intuition. I don't think we have to strengthen our, our intuition. I think it's really about just uncovering the noise. Noise meaning our old stories from our family of origins, also the stories that we pick up from pop culture, from movies, you know, the media, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. All of this can just lead or, or just pile on and create expectations or beliefs that may or may not be true, that just make it really, really hard to trust yourself. So I really guide my clients to make decisions from their intuition rather than their head. So obviously, your head is the thinking part of yourself, your brain, your mind, this part of you is not bad, it's not wrong, it has a very important role to play in your life. If you've had a lot of success in your career, for example, you definitely, you know, your mind is what helped you do that. So we're not, we're not like, shitting on the brain or the mind or saying it's bad or thinking is bad. It's just sometimes there's a place for the thinking brain. And sometimes there's a place for the intuitive body. And a lot of times when it comes to a relationship, we really got to go with the intuitive body. You know, if you've ever been in a situation where you've been dating someone or you have gone on a date with someone, you're like, well, they seem great on paper, but you know, you're not really feeling it right. That's, that's a, a sign that you're really dating from your head rather than your intuitive body. Because your intuition will be yes or no, while your brain will ping pong back and forth. If you rely on your brain to make decisions in dating, uh, here's what can happen. 
you will one day convince yourself you should 100% stay perfect relationship, great relationship, it'll work, blah, 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 right? The next day, you could be on the complete opposite side of that and and be like, no, this relationship is not right. And then you can just ping pong back and forth all day long. And it's exhausting. And depending on what the situation is, or what the question is that you're trying to figure out, you can just be like, screw it all, you know, because you can't figure it out. And it becomes overwhelming and stressful. And you just spiral and, and trying to come to a decision. So this podcast episode is really about you getting out of that cycle, out of that spiral so that you can just come to a solid yes or a solid no. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that after my coaching conversation with Lynn. So make sure you listen to the outro of this episode so you can get some really clear action steps that you can take in your own life. All right, my dear, without further ado, let's get to my coaching conversation with Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Veronica. Um, My question today is I need some help and guidance with trusting my intuition And especially as it relates to um, getting back in the dating world, trusting my intuition with the new people that I'm starting to date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what makes you think that you don't trust your intuition? Well, I feel that I am like wishy-washy with new relationships and not really sure where, what their intentions are. And so that's what I... I guess I just need some, I wish I had a like clearer guide to be able to kind of like sort out and trust what their intentions are. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear that. Um, And by intentions, do you mean like if they're emotionally available, if they're just interested in sex, is that what you mean by that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. And how long has trusting your intuition been challenging for you? I probably started in my last relationship. It was a very long relationship and um, it needed to end a lot sooner than it did. And so I think, you know, in my mind, I kept going back and forth, whether I should stay, whether I should go. That's when I can really take myself back to when the problem started. But I, I would say that I've always felt like I've had that feeling that the grass is greener on the other side. Okay. Tell me more about that. Just feeling like if I'm not in a relationship, I want to be in a relationship. And sometimes when I'm in a relationship, I'm not sure if I should want to be in that relationship. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say that all of what you're describing here, so your experience in dating now, your last relationship, the grass is greener, you know, within the context of relationships. I'm going to go ahead and say all of that is probably a manifestation of something deeper going on. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes. Okay. And does that resonate? Yeah. I've, there's been a lot of divorce in my family on okay. with my parents. Okay. Okay. So tell me about how, you know, your feelings and emotions were cultivated when you were younger. Well, my parents divorced when I was um, five. Okay. And they got immediately married right away afterwards. Okay. And then... Since then, like they've been divorced, both of them have been divorced from that marriage. So I guess just like going back and forth between the homes Mm -hmm. was a challenge to like figure out who I was when I was at my dad's house versus who I was at my mom's house and like going through those emotions. Let me pause you. Let me pause you for a second. I don't like to interrupt, but I just want to pause because you said something interesting. 
So who you were at your mom's house versus who you were at your dad's house. Did you have to put on various masks and personas? Yes, because I was the youngest at my dad's house. Okay. And it was a totally different house dynamics. It was, I mean, they were a little bit well off, more well off. And it, my sister and I were the only, you know, children in the house and it was really calm. And I did have an older stepsister, but they were, you know, older than we were. So they were kind of more independent. My stepmom, I felt really judged by. Mm -hmm. And so um, I felt like I was really judged for my mom's decisions and, you know, the life and the family that was in the home that my that was at my mom that my mom had my mom's house i guess mm -hmm. and then at my mom's house which i lived more full time there it was like more chaotic my my i my mom and my stepdad had another child so i had a younger sibling so at that house i was the middle child and it was yeah more chaotic my stepdad was very much a narcissist. And um, it was either everything was great and wonderful and the money was flowing and gifts were flowing and everything was like lovely, or it was the opposite. And it was, you know, traumatic and verbally abusive. So that was, you know, going back and forth between those homes was dif difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like it. And so what did, you said five-year-old, so five, six, seven, you know, whatever age, what did five, six, seven-year-old Lynn have to do to stay safe? Well, at my mom's house, because that was probably where I felt the most unsafe, just staying out of the way. So staying, like when they had, when I had my little sister, I became kind of a caretaker in some ways. So her and I became close when you know, when I guess probably more so when she was walking, you know, when she was more of an infant, my mom was probably the more of the caretaker. But I just remember either being outside, playing, staying away from it. Or when my little sister became older, like I, her and I became very close. So I would be the only one that would, she would want to hold or, or I would be the one holding her all the time or caring for her. I just remember that like people saying, oh, you know, that just that the, we were so close. Mm -hmm. And when you were caretaking for your little sister, did that make you feel safe? Probably because it, I think, you know, my mom and stepdad, that relieved that responsibility from them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, it gave you a role to play. Amazing. Yeah, yes. it gave you a role to play too. Yes. You told me that you weren't, you kind of had to fluctuate. You weren't really sure you know, who you could be that day. And especially at your mom's house, which sound, sounds like it was more chaotic than your dad's house. Um, if you could like hold on to this, like, okay, if I'm the caretaker, then that's some sort of stability, right? Yes. And like, I, yeah, I was important. Yes. Yes. And so all of what you're describing to me asks that you just stop feeling whatever you're feeling, or at least not express it. Yeah. And as I got older and would like initially my dad would talk to me about what was going on at my mom's house. And I remember opening up to him and he would say, you can always choose to live with me if you want. But that was, you know, kind of too scary to, I guess, step away from my mom. 
and my sister and then my little sister. And also, like, I didn't have that great of a relationship with my stepmom. So, you know, that. But it was something that was always in the back of my mind. Like, I could Mm -hmm. get out. I could go and stay with my dad. Mm -hmm. And then when I would talk to my mom about kind of my dad and, like, feeling, you know, like my stepmom, judged by my stepmom, it became into – it came into this bashing of my dad that my mom, I think, just relished in and (laughs) loved to – I mean, she was supportive where we were able to express ourselves, but almost like gaslighting and making it. Okay. Let me, let me pause you. Do you see that? Do you see what you just said here? So, you know, your initial question is like, I don't trust myself because I don't know what their intentions are. Do you know what I mean? And then here you are like, and you know that it's better at dad's house. Even with the stepmom, it seems like, well, I could be with dad. Like he seems like he cares about me. He seems nice. He seems like he loves me. Right. And then you talk to your mom about your stepmom and then it turns into dad bashing. Can you see how that's confusing? And you're like, oh crap, maybe she's, maybe she's right. Maybe my dad has different intentions or maybe it's not what it appears basically. Yes. Yeah. You see how you're playing that out? Yeah. What's coming up? I get, I just have never thought about it that way, but yeah, I can see, I mean, just that you, when I was little and then my mom would be bashing me. Yeah. Then it'd be like, yeah, my dad too, you know, oh gosh, he's, he's not trustworthy and he's, his intentions are, (laughs) you know, not truthful. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in regards to the inner child work that I think would be helpful here is, you know, you as adult Lynn have to come in to little Lynn's, you know, conscious into her space and help her see that she can trust herself. You know, trusting other people is about trusting yourself to make discernment as to whether or not someone's trustworthy. So it's not about like, oh, I don't trust others. You know, others are this, others are that. You know, because there's everything out there, right? You are going to meet people who only want sex. You are going to meet people who say they want a relationship, but then like the actions don't follow through. That's just par for the course, right? And so it comes back down to you and your ability to not only discern, but then to go off that feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I guess like just going back to my dad, since I've been an adult, I've gotten, I've had much better relationship with my dad because I think realizing now it's separate from my mom and I do re- I really protect my relationship with my dad from my mom. Like she'll try to probe and ask questions, but I really am only give her the essential information, which is, you know, very little because it doesn't pertain to her. Right. And so just thinking about going back into the time when I was younger and like going back into those, you know, yeah, that those memories I think would be a really helpful step. Yeah. And I think, um, honestly, what you're doing is already super helpful. You can just bring your inner child into the fold. Right. And so when you're having a really nice time or conversation or whatever with your dad, you know, just bring your inner child into that energetic space or when you're setting the boundary with mom and like, Hey mom, I'm not going to tell you or talk to you about dad, or you're just going to say whatever 
the bare minimum is, you're setting that boundary and setting boundaries in our present day life, especially with the people who were part of the core wounding is so, so powerful for your inner child. I really think that you're further along in this than maybe you think you are because like you've already have decided to shift this dynamic in your present day life. Like, yes, I want you to go back and I want you to connect with that inner child that five, six, seven, whatever age comes up for you, Len, and help her see that she knows what she knows. You know what I mean? Like what she feels Mm -hmm. is, is truth. And then bring that energy into the space when you're dating. Because I think that when you log onto the apps, you already know, you know, I think you do at least. I don't know if you believe it, but I think you do. Yeah, I haven't done, I haven't created an online profile yet. Wait, you're asking this question, haven't even started dating yet? Well, I, yeah, I've been like, da- but I've, I've been dating somebody that I know right. without, yeah, throughout, with, got it, got I didn't it. meet them on the online. Okay. And are you having trouble trusting that person's intentions? Yes. Okay. Let's do this. Go ahead and close your eyes. And first, let's just bring little Lynn into the fold. So I just want you to see her, feel her. And you don't have to say anything out loud, but just let her know that she's spot on. She's got this. She can trust her gut. Her gut is absolutely right. And then keeping your eyes closed, what's the question that you have about this relationship? Is it like, should you say, should you go? Is it something else? What's the question? I Yeah, my gut says that this isn't going to last. So I guess for me, it's just, do I just kind of use it as a learning tool? <laughs> or when do I get out of it? And yeah, or am I... Let's, am let's, I, am let's, I ending- hold on, hold on. You're getting in your head, right? You see that? You're getting really far ahead. Okay, so let's close your, close your eyes again. Would you say the question is, is this going to last? Is that the question? Um, per, yeah. Okay. I, th- I think it has potential to last. Maybe right Hold now. On, wait, 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 wait. You're already answering the question. Let's just get clear. The question is, I just want to make sure we're super clear. The question is, is this going to last? Okay. Yeah. Is that the question? You can tell me if I'm wrong, if there's another question. I, I guess maybe like what his intentions are. Like, is he looking for something that is going to last or is he looking just to have fun right now okay. in the moment? Okay. So that's a good, is he looking for fun or looking for something lasting? Okay. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So keep your eyes closed and just bring your attention to your breath. And I want you to just imagine you are a vessel and you're just emptying the vessel. So just let any thoughts, any stories, any potential answers to the question, just let everything just drain out of you. Good. And then when we ask the question, I just want you to let an answer bubble up. If you start thinking again, then we have to do this again, which is fine. So drain, 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 breathe, breathe, breathe. And then remember the question is, are his intentions for something fun or for something lasting? Just see what bubbles up. Try not to think. 
And then if an answer came up, you can open your eyes. If you got into thinking, then you can drain again and then ask the question again and open your eyes when you're ready. Okay. I think he's looking for something for fun, but I think that it's also, I'm in my head a little bit about it. So I was feeling (laughs) the pressure to answer something right away. So I think I need to, I need to practice that a little bit more where I can just really focus a little bit clearer. Yeah. yeah, I hear that. And I also think your gut's probably right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, look, I, I do understand that, you know, we're here together. You also have in the back of your mind that this is for a podcast. So I get there's nerves running around that. So do and it maybe, again. Maybe that's my thinking too. Maybe that's like my gut response of maybe that's my answer to what I'm wanting, just something fun right now. I don't know, but I don't, yeah. See, I think, I think you're overthinking and I'm only going to say this because, you know, I, I know you, this is not the first time we're <laughs> coaching together. I don't think that's what you want. At least that's not what you made clear to me in previous conversations. True. Yeah. So maybe that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying I'm thinking what he's wanting is just for fun. So then I'm matching that. Exactly. Right. I've said, you know, many times in the show, like I've always wanted a serious relationship. I was never into like, oh, let's just have fun or whatever. Like I was just not that kind of person. And then I was dating this person that I was just like totally in love slash lust slash infatuated with, but he wasn't into labels. And so he didn't want to label our thing. And so I pretended to be okay with that, which is bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I just didn't want to lose him. So this is something that, you know, I think that's kind of coming up for me too with that whole idea of matching it is that I think that I've, you know, like I think marriage, I'm, that is what I want and family and kids and everything. But I think also that scares, scares the shit out of me. Yeah, that's So okay. then like then just being, I, yeah, just, I guess you know, as I continue to, you know, meet people or date people, that's going to be something that might start coming up too, is making sure that I'm and yeah, just. Well, we can cross that bridge when, when we get to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and this is a pattern that I've noticed in our session. Like I ask a question and you're like already like answering like three questions later, <laughs> which is fine. You know, that's fine. Like I get it. Like I, my brain kind of operates in much the same way. I'm like very much a future tripper, always thinking about 10 steps ahead. And like, there's nothing wrong with like having an idea of the future, like the plan or where you want to go. But also that's probably playing out an old pattern as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, like my guess is that, you know, going back and forth between the two households you had when you were a kid, you probably did learn to match energy, you know, especially if your mom's house could be really wonderful or not really wonderful. And then, so it's obviously more chaotic. And then your dad's house can be, you know, overall more peaceful. However, there was like that fear of judgment. Like to me, like there's lots of ways that one can cope with that and stay safe, right? It seems like one of the ways you did was become the caretaker for your little sister because that gave you a role and it allowed you to direct energy towards someone else so that you didn't have to feel your own feelings, right? So that's one way. And another way is you probably would match the energy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds very, very, like that is seems very true. Yeah. So if we're talking a little bit of tough love here, like, I don't really believe that you just want something for fun. 
Like, yeah, I just really I believe it. <laughs> I think I'm just scared of, like, yeah, it's being in something fun is easier and safer for me 100%. than, you know, cracking the whip and saying actually no to this guy and moving on. You know, that seems, you know, I, a little scarier to me. Well, you already did it like that with the previous yeah. relationship. <laughs> so you can definitely do it again. And instead of resisting, the fear of commitment and family and marriage and kids and all that stuff that you want, just let it be like, okay, yeah, that, even though I know that's what I want, it feels a little scary. And just sit with that. Let, let yourself hold that. Because if you resist it, like, oh, I'm f- afraid. And so uh, maybe I'm just not ready for that. Maybe I should just, you know, stay with people who just want something for fun or whatever. Then like, you're never going to get unstuck. Like let, let yourself be okay. Having some fear around it. Cause it is scary. And especially, you know, if, both of your parents have been divorced twice. I don't know if it's been more, but at least twice. Like, yeah, that's going to create some running narratives in your mind probably about marriage and relationships and men and women and all those things. And that's okay. We can, we can get to that. But for right now, we have to start with step one. And step one is that you can trust yourself. Your intuition is there and you know what it's saying. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. (laughs) Okay. So what are your action steps? So my action steps are to go back to like the inner child Mm -hmm. with my dad and kind of reparent, but also just like you said, I think that I've been doing that already a little, you know, I I think that that's, I'm in a good place with that, which makes me feel really good. Mm Mm-hmm. It does. I do feel emo- like I do feel a lot of emotions towards that. Like when I hang out with my dad now and it's just has improved so much. It makes me feel emotional for some reason. I guess, you know, I just I love him and I'm thankful for our relationship. And I'm so thankful where it's at now, you know, and that it's in a better place. So maybe that's part of it. And I think also I get emotion feel emotional towards it because and this probably goes back to that inner child of like bashing him with my mom is that he was, he is a good guy. And, you know, I made a story up about him that I don't think was true. So kind of like going through those feelings and then just trusting my intuition. Okay. I want to, I want you to take a real world action step and I think you know what it's going to be. To end the relationship. Is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You already know the answer. You know what you want. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. How does that feel? That feels like my face feels like it got flushed. (laughs) But then also, um, yeah, it feels like that's probably what what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So I can get what I want. Yeah. And not waste more time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, well, can I just stay in this crappy relationship until I meet someone that I really want to be in a relationship with? And like, look like I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen. But at the same time, like it just doesn't seem like the best plan. You know what I mean? I really do believe that we have to clear space for what we want. Mm-hmm. I mean, not yeah. just like on a manifesting universe level, but just like on a emotional bandwidth where we spend our time, <laughs> like a very logistical level as well, as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, my dear, how are you feeling? Good. Good. I'm excited for you. Yeah, me too. Um, 
Thank you for helping me. Yeah, my pleasure. If you like what you hear in these kinds of episodes, imagine what we could do if it was just you and me working together over many months. Listen, I know what it's like to feel stuck and hopeless in your love life. I remember throwing everything in my love life in the hopes that something will stick and I'd finally catch a break. It wasn't until I stopped changing up my profile for the millionth time or telling myself that next time will be different from the millionth time that things actually start to shift for me. In order to find deep love, you've got to do the deep work. And through my own experience of crappy dating, helping hundreds of women before you, and my expertise in inner child work, I can help you make the inner shifts you need to get the outer shifts you want. When you work with me, we dig into your past relationships, your childhood, and deep-rooted beliefs so we can unravel your relationship patterns and get you into the deep love you want to be in. It doesn't matter if you've done this kind of work for years and haven't figured it out yet, or you're newer in the personal growth space. What matters is that you're done with being where you are now and you're ready to invest time, money, and energy into dramatically up-leveling your love life. If that sounds like what you want, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can see if one-on-one coaching is right for you. I've got limited spots available, so please don't put this off if this is something that you want this year. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to schedule your call. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Talk soon. And in the meantime, let's get back to the episode. So Lynn wanted to know how she could trust her intuition and her love life. And it didn't take us long to discover that growing up for her, there was a lot of chaos. She had to match other people's energy. She took care of her little sister. And while there's a lot of reasons why children can take care of their younger siblings, one reason is because it can just be helpful to direct some of that emotional energy towards something else, especially towards something that feels useful or productive rather than being forced to deal with her own emotions. And most importantly, her mom gaslit her feelings about her father. All of this is really confusing for a child. So no wonder she suppressed her emotions and created a story about how she can't trust herself. You have to remember whether you're five or 10 or eight or whatever age when you're a kid, you really only know what you know, right? You don't know what other families are like. You don't know what's real. You don't know what's true. What you see in your parents or what your parents tell you, you know, that is just like divine truth because how would you know anything different? And so this has a really, really, really big impact on how you view the world, yourself, men, women, love, relationships, and the world. And so, you know, she learned at a very young age that she just had to suppress her emotions, her needs, her feelings didn't really matter. And she just had to figure it out to try to keep things as stable and safe as possible. And here's why suppressing your emotions matters when it comes to trusting yourself. Your intuition comes from how you feel about something. And we've all experienced this in one way or another. Even just imagine, you know, like, again, the scary movie example, right? You're watching the movie and you see the main character going downstairs into the basement. You're like, no, don't go in the basement. Well, how do you know that? Okay, fine. You've seen scary movies before. You kind of know what happens, but you also have some sort of emotional reaction in the body. Your stomach might knot up, your throat might tense up, something happens and you're like, no, don't do that. Right? So that's obviously an extreme, maybe an easier example to see, but that's really what your intuition is. That's how it works. Right? And so if you've cut yourself off from feeling, then especially when it comes to the more nuanced or more complicated decisions we have to make, maybe not complicated, but more consequential decisions that we have to make in our life, it can just be harder and harder to feel what that intuition is saying. Is it a yes or is it a no? And like I said at the beginning of this of this episode, you can convince yourself one day, 
to yes, stay in the relationship or yes, do the thing, make the move, take the job, whatever. Or the very next day, you can be like, nope, not going to take the job, not going to move, not going to stay in the relationship or whatever it is, right? Like your brain will ping pong back and forth all day long. You can make pro con lists all day long. You can analyze and you will be going back and forth forever and you will never feel like you could really, really get to the quote unquote right decision, the right choice, because that's just not really what the brain is meant to do in all situations. Your intuition, on the other hand, it's just a yes or no, and it doesn't really fluctuate. It doesn't have a lot of story attached to it. You know, if you're a yes or no, only in your head, you probably have a lot of story. Yes, because, or no, because, or yes, but, or no, but, and that's really going to help you not really trust the decision that you came to because there's just, again, there's going to be all of that other story that's attached to it. But if you can kind of excavate through that, you can clear all that out. Again, like the old stories from your upbringing, the old stories from pop culture, the old stories from, you know, just society, like everything that affects how you think and how you view yourself, men, women, love relationships and the world. The more you can cut through all of that, then you're going to be able to get to that more subtle yes or that subtle no. And there's this phrase of like, I have to strengthen my intuition or I have to go find my intuition. You don't need to do that. Your intuition's there. It's strong. The thing that might be going on is the line's been disconnected, right? And so by cutting through all the crap, you can begin to reconnect that line. So you have a stronger sense of your intuition. And to be clear, your intuition lives in your body. So you feel your intuition, you feel the yes, you feel the no. And that's why there's not a lot of story behind it. And that's the empty vessel exercise I did with Lynn. I asked her to clear her mind out as much as possible and then asked herself the question. You'll notice from our call that she had a firm answer, but then she backtracked a bit because of the context of the show. Totally fine. And I get it. And also it's one thing to hear what your intuition says, and it's a whole other thing to act upon it. But honestly, that's a whole other coaching episode. But you also notice that when we get to the end, I asked her what her action steps were, and she had no problem telling me the inner work exercises she was going to do. And that's so important. If you try to only do the outer work without the inner, it's going to feel extra terrifying. It could potentially be re-traumatizing to yourself, and you'll be relying on willpower. I've talked a lot about willpower on the show. It doesn't work. Yes, it might work temporarily, but it will not work in the long run. You also can't forget about actually doing something different. And that's why I'm such a big believer in combining the inner work and the outer work, because ultimately, like you're not listening to the show and doing all the inner work just for the sake of doing the inner work, right? You're doing this so that your life can actually change. So deep down, Lynn knows this relationship doesn't have longevity because it doesn't align with what she deeply wants. So obviously, there's going to be some inner work for her to do to build the strength in order to leave the relationship and understand what the relationship is fulfilling for her so she can fulfill that for herself so that she doesn't need it so that then she can go and do the outer work of actually ending the relationship. Okay, so here are your action steps. Figure out why you have trouble trusting yourself. Nobody was born thinking, oh, I'm not trustworthy or I can't trust myself. You learned that behavior from somewhere. Okay, so we got to the bottom of it with lens and you need to get clear on what the bottom of it is for you because If you can understand why you do what you do, then it's so much easier to shift that rather than just being like, well, I don't trust people or I don't trust myself, right? That's really heavy energy versus I know I have trouble trusting myself because, right? Can you see how that builds a little bit of separation between you and the behavior? 
in that space of separation, it gives you the room you need to begin transforming. Okay, so then try the empty vessel exercise. You can go back in this episode and listen how I guide Lynn through it. You're more than welcome to use that. And, you know, obviously I'm talking directly to her, but at least it'll help you guide yourself through emptying the vessel, emptying the vessel, emptying the vessel, and then seeing what answer, the first answer that pops up. Once you start thinking, it's really important to start over. Okay, so empty the vessel, empty the vessel, and then ask yourself the question, see what pops up. If something intuitively just like bubbles up, that's the answer. If you find yourself thinking about it, that's when you need to start over. You might need to do this a lot, especially if you have trouble connecting with yourself emotionally, especially if you have trouble connecting with your intuition. That's okay. Next step is what real world action do you need to make? I see so many people resort just to the inner work and especially those who are really into the law of attraction. And again, I'm not going to tell you what to believe or what not to believe, but sometimes the law of attraction just really has you thinking that you can think your way out of things. And that's just not really true. Yes. Like I do think that the way we talk to ourselves is important. Yes, I do think our thoughts and our beliefs are important to look at. Yes, I do think mantras and affirmations can be helpful sometimes. That is not the only piece to transformation. You also have to look at the spiritual, the emotional, and then actually the physical, like actually doing the thing, actually saying the thing, setting the boundary, ending the relationship, asking for what you want, whatever it is, all right? So what real world action do you need to take in order to get the changes that you want? And again, super important you must also do the outer work in addition to the inner work. The inner work will build the foundation for self-trust or whatever that inner thing is. But the only way to actually trust yourself more is to actually go out and live your life because evidence will breed confidence. And it's just like building a muscle, right? You're going to start with the five pound weights, the 10 pound weights, and then over time, you'll be like really strong and you can lift really heavy weights. It's the same thing when we're talking about self-trust or really any other new thing that we're trying to do. Yes, do the inner work because that will create a strong foundation, but then actually go and do the thing and start small. And over time, you'll build yourself up so where you can actually trust yourself to make really big decisions. All right, that is all I've got for you for today's episode. Again, if you're interested in working privately together, please head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And that's where you can read some stories from other women who have worked with me. That is where you will see the application to schedule a phone call with me. And that's also where you will schedule a phone call with me so we can get on the phone and see if working together is the next right step for you. Again, that's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And next week, I've got a brand new episode for you. I'm talking about my new emotional availability assessment. I think a lot of times, especially in heterosexual relationships, women can feel quite frustrated because they are attracting emotionally unavailable men and trying to navigate relationships with those kind of folks. And I know how deeply frustrating that is from personal experience. But I also think when something like that is happening over and over and over again, it's really helpful to look at our own emotional availability. Because the truth is, is that emotional unavailability can manifest in many different ways. And the way we typically think about it is only from like the straight male way, but there's actually ways that you can potentially be emotionally unavailable, but you don't see that behavior as emotionally unavailable. So I'm going to walk you through this new assessment so you can score yourself and see how emotionally available you actually are. And depending on your score, you'll have some exercises and things to um, focus on in your love life so that you can get unstuck and move forward. It's going to be really good. I'm really excited about it. So I'll see you next week. If you've got it all but love, you're ready to up-level your love life, and the work we did in this episode resonates, I want you to strongly consider working with me one-on-one. You'll never hear me say, you just got to get out there more, or you got to love yourself more. 
Working together is your opportunity for me to guide you in doing the deep work so you can transform your love life from the inside out. I actually don't care what app you're on or what your texting game is like or how many dates a month you go on. I care about doing the deep work so you can attract a deep love. I meet you right where you are, hold your hand and hold you accountable throughout the process. So if you're looping or feeling stuck in your patterns and can psychoanalyze yourself to death, I can get you to where you want to go. If you're serious about finding love in the next 12 months and are ready to invest time and money into yourself, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can explore if working together is the next right step for you. You can learn more and schedule your consult at veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find them in the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and rate and review wherever you listen. It really helps me to grow the show. Thank you so much in advance. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. 